Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, please welcome to the Market Color Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that is dedicated to providing our listeners with an up-to-date overview of the Kenyan financial markets. However, due to the interconnected nature of the global economy, we have structured this podcast to begin with an overview of the global markets so as to give you a big picture perspective of the global economy. This is then followed by the Kenyan segment where we review the performance of the local markets with a view to covering all the major asset classes. And finally, we wrap up the podcast by addressing the topical issue for that week so as to bring you up to speed with the latest financial headlines. This podcast is targeted at the individual with an interest in financial markets, but who probably doesn't have the time for research and analysis. That is why I created the Market Color Podcast to collate and analyze the data on your behalf and to present it in a brief and concise manner that is easy for you to consume. This is episode number 40, and this week we are reviewing the performance of the Kenyan markets during the fourth week of 2023. That is from Monday the 23rd to Friday the 27th of January. And without further ado, this is your host Jamu Huri, and together, let's dive right in. We kick it off in the United States where the economy remains in solid shape despite persistent worries about an upcoming recession. This was confirmed by the Commerce Department on Thursday when it released the gross domestic product data for the fourth quarter of 2022 which showed that the U.S. economy grew at an annualized pace of 2.9%. However, the growth rate was slightly slower than the 3.2% that was recorded in the previous third quarter. Of particular interest was a consumer spending, which accounts for about 68% of the gross domestic product, and this increased by 2.1% for the fourth quarter. Staying in the United States, according to the latest data, U.S. consumers spent less money in the month of December as the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation showed that the pace of price increases was slowing down. Headline inflation rose 5% on an annual basis, but the core personal consumption expenditures index which excludes volatile food and energy prices, increased at an annualized pace of 4.4% in December and was down from a reading of 4.7% in November. At the same time, consumer spending was even less than expected, indicating that the economy slowed down towards the end of 2022 and contributing to expectations for an economic recession in 2023. In the U.S. equity markets, stocks rallied on Friday and capped off a winning week that was fueled by better-than-expected economic growth in the United States. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average added 28 points to finish off at 33,978, while the S&P 500 gained 0.25% to close at 4,070. And the tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite jumped 0.95% to settle at 11,621. All the major averages posted a positive week and were on track for a positive month as well. For the week, the Nasdaq rose 4.3%, while the S&P and the Dow added 2.4% and 1.8% respectively. So far this year, the Nasdaq has outperformed the other indices and has surged by about 11%. In the U.S. bond market, the yields on U.S. Treasury bonds crept up on Friday as investors digested both the economic data as well as the latest inflation report. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury bond was up about two basis points to 3.515%, whilst the yield on the policy-sensitive two-year Treasury note was last seen trading at 4.205%. The latest inflation data is expected to influence the Federal Reserve's decision at its next policy meeting this week on the 1st of February. Many investors are hoping that the Fed will slow down the pace of future rate hikes so as to avoid the risk of the U.S. economy sliding into a recession. In the commodity markets, the price of crude oil settled lower on Friday on indications of increased supply from Russia despite the current sanctions imposed by the G7 as well as the European Union. The international benchmark Brent crude settled down 0.9% at $86.66 per barrel whilst the U.S. benchmark, WTI, that's West Texas Intermediate, fell 1.6% to close at $79.68 a barrel. Meanwhile, the Organization for Petroleum Exporting Countries and its allies, that is referred to as OPEC+, is expected to meet this coming week to review production levels, but sources from within the group do not expect any major changes to the current output policy. Meanwhile, the price of Marban oil, which Kenya imports, increased to $85 a barrel, up from $83 the previous week. In the gold market, the price of bullion held steady on Friday as gains were capped by a stronger U.S. dollar ahead of the Fed's policy meeting this coming week. The price of gold edged up 0.1% to trade at $1,931 per ounce. And on that note, we change scene to the Kenyan financial markets. And as usual, we start off by looking at exchange rates, where according to data obtained from the Central Bank of Kenya website, the Kenya shilling remained stable against major international as well as regional currencies during the past week. And as at the end of the week, the Kenya shilling was trading at 
124.30 versus the US dollar and to the sterling pound at 153.13 and to the euro it was posted at 135.22 and on the regional front one Kenya shilling was changing hands for 29.63 Ugandan shillings and 18.80 Tanzanian shillings and to the Rwandese franc, the Kenya shilling was trading at 8.68. On foreign exchange reserves, Kenya's usable foreign exchange reserve remained adequate at $7.005 billion. And that is equivalent to 3.92 months of import cover, which falls below the central bank's statutory requirement to maintain at least four months of import cover. So even after the recent boost from the International Monetary Fund, Kenya's foreign exchange reserves have once again fallen below the recommended threshold, which is a clear indication of the rising pressure as the country struggles to service its foreign external obligations. This is also our topical issue for the week, which we cover at the tail end of this podcast. Moving on swiftly to the money markets, the liquidity situation in the interbank market deteriorated slightly during the week as tax remittances exceeded and more than offset government payments. In addition to that, commercial bank success reserves in relation to the 4.25% cash reserve requirement stood at 2.9 billion shillings. Meanwhile, open market operations remained active with the average interbank rate trading at 6.36% compared to 5.97% the previous week. And during the week, the average value traded decreased from 18.3 billion shillings to 15.5 billion shillings. In the government securities market, the weekly Treasury bill auction was held on Thursday, the 26th of January, and the central bank received bids totaling 34.3 billion shillings against an advertised amount of 24 billion shillings that represents a performance of 143%. The results of the auction showed that interest rates increased marginally but remained stable with the 91-day rate increasing by 6.4 basis points to 9.53% while the 182-day rate added 6.3 basis points to 9.95%. And last but not least, the 364-day rate rose by 3.4 basis points to 10.50%. And for your information, 100 basis points is equivalent to 1 percentage point. And in the primary bond market, the Central Bank of Kenya, acting in its capacity as fiscal agent for the government, is looking to raise 50 billion shillings in its February bond issue and has therefore invited bids for the following fixed coupon treasury bonds whose terms and conditions are as follows. 
the first is a reopened bond reference number fxd1 stroke 2017 stroke 010 with 4.5 years left to maturity and the coupon at a rate of 12.966%. The second bond is a fresh issue, reference number FXD1, stroke 2023, stroke 010, with 10 years to maturity, and the coupon for that bond will be market determined. These bonds are now open for sale until Tuesday, the 7th of February, 2023. In the equity market, during the past week, the stock market recorded a mixed performance with the NASI and the NSC25 gaining by 1.4% and 0.7% respectively, while the NSC20 declined by 0.6%. This takes the year-to-date performance to losses of 1% and 0.1% for the NASI and the NSC20, while the NSC25 has remained relatively unchanged. The stock market performance was mainly driven by gains recorded by large-cap stocks such as Safaricom, East African Breweries, Cooperative Bank, and Standard Chartered Bank, which increased in value by 3.1%, 2.1%, 1.6%, and 1.3% respectively. These gains were however weighed down by losses recorded by other large cap stocks such as NCBA Bank, Bamburi, and Equity Group, which declined by 3.4%, 3%, and 1.3% respectively. During the week, Equity turnover declined by 77% compared to the previous week. And in addition to that, foreign investors turned into net buyers for the week with a net buying position of $0.4 million, but still remain net sellers so far this year with a net selling position of about $23 million. In the secondary bond market, bond turnover in the domestic market increased marginally by just 1.4% during the past week. And in the international markets, the yields on Kenya's eurobonds declined by an average of 16 basis points, with the yield on the 10-year bond that matures in 2024 recording the largest decline of 50 basis points from 10.9%, to 10.4%. On Kenya's national debt, according to data obtained from the Central Bank of Kenya website, total government debt as at November 2022 stood at 8.89 trillion shillings, and this was equally divided between domestic debt at 4.43 trillion shillings and foreign external debt at $36.45 billion, which is equivalent to 4.46 trillion shillings. And for your information, the next meeting of the Central Bank of Kenya's Monetary Policy Committee will be held on Monday, the 30th of January, 2023. Up next is the topical issue. And this week, we are looking at Kenya's foreign currency reserves.
In November 2022, Kenya's usable foreign exchange reserves fell below the central bank statutory limit that is set at four months of import cover. This decline was on the back of increased foreign debt repayments as well as Kenya's inability to access the international financial markets due to the high interest rates being demanded by foreign investors. However, Kenya's foreign currency reserves recently received a boost after the International Monetary Fund disbursed an amount of $447 million under the extended credit facility. This helped to boost our foreign currency reserves above the minimum threshold to $7.54 billion, which was equivalent to 4.2 months of import cover. However, despite the boost from the IMF, the Central Bank of Kenya has already utilized the reserves to facilitate the repayment of foreign external debts. And according to a World Bank tracker on public debt, Kenya's external debt servicing obligations for the month of January 2023 stood at 63 billion shillings, which is equivalent to $506 million. And as a consequence, the country's usable foreign exchange reserves have once again fallen below the recommended threshold and now stand at $7 billion, which is equivalent to 3.92 months of import cover. Kenya's foreign currency reserves are expected to dwindle even further as the Treasury projects that in the current financial year, the government will spend about 378 billion shillings, which is equivalent to $3 billion to service our foreign external debts. And to add fuel to the fire, the new administration has recently submitted its budget policy statement for the next fiscal year, in which it proposes to increase the budget by 7% to 3.6 trillion shillings, which means a wider budget deficit and therefore more government borrowing. And on that note, we come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Market Color Podcast. We hope that you found it to be useful and informative. And if so, please share it with a friend and help to spread the word around. We really do appreciate your assistance in this effort. For your information, in addition to our usual directories, that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon Music, the Market Color Podcast is now available on Google Podcasts. Please subscribe and remember to turn on alerts to be notified of new episodes. And should you have any ideas or feedback on how we can improve this podcast, please feel free to reach me on the following email address. That is jamuhuriG at gmail.com. Jamuhuri spelled J-A-M-U. H-U-R-I. Once again, thank you for your continued support. I look forward to interacting with you again next week. And in the meantime, please do have yourselves a lovely and blessed week ahead. And remember, things just don't happen. You have to be intentional. And that means you have to take action and you have to do it every single day. Think about it. Thank you and God bless.